Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, as we seek to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ through engaging interviews of ordinary people in whom God is doing an extraordinary work. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited that you've chosen to join us. Chip, it was great to have you on that last segment where we talked about uh, aspects of the book of Leviticus and how it applies to us today. Mm-hmm. Now we want to, we'd like to ask you, uh, Chip, to share your story with us. Start with your testimony. I know you and I became friends in early 90s, at, or as you have reminded me, the fall of 1990 at Union University. Time has flown by, but we've kept in touch and remained good friends through the years. Uh, but tell, tell me your story. Tell us your story. Just start at the beginning there, Chip. Okay. I can give you an idea of when I was seven years old now. I was converted at eight, almost nine, but I'll give you just to tell you how the Lord had worked in my life. When I was about seven, my mom, my mom had, um, when she joined the church when she was like 16, somebody, uh, just simply came to her and had her fill out a card. There was no prayer. There was no, uh, you know, um, maybe not even any conviction. And, uh, she just came up and so it was years later that, um, she, uh, came to realization she needed the Lord. And so she got saved. And so, uh, around that time, or even like a year later, maybe she and my aunt one time went to, um, uh, revival and they come home. I was watching TV. I was seven years old. Well, they were the mighty evangelist at this point, you know, after a good revival sermon and they came in and they turned the TV off, forced me to get down and say the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it to begin with. I got down and said it and got up and went back to watching TV. <laughs> and my aunt said, he didn't mean that. And I, and I didn't. I mean, I, I, because I, I was not giving thought to God at that time. The Holy Spirit had not drawn me at that time. But interestingly enough, it was in the, a neighborhood of a year or so later, a friend of mine got saved and was baptized. And he was a good buddy of mine. We were literally blood brothers. We we cut our fingers one time and uh, with a tin can, believe it or not. This is when you do stupid things as kids. But we, we became blood brothers. And so we were very close. But it, still then, I didn't really give any thought to the Lord. And then one day, on a Saturday, beautiful day, I was uh, walking and just felt led to go talk to my mom about how to become a believer. And so I went into the house, and I still remember it. I came in. I said, Mom, I want to be saved. The Lord is just drawing me. And she put the paper down. And she had learned from her experience when she was younger. She looked at me. She said, are you sure? And I said, "Uh, yes, ma'am. And got in the living room floor of my mom's house and asked the Lord in my heart. It was on a Saturday. And uh, I can remember. It's going to tickle you, I believe, right here, because it's tickled other people. As soon as I was saved, I got up and went outside and uh, was going to, you know, go about my normal day. And the first thing I did was when I got outside was say a cuss word. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand where I'm coming from on this. I don't know what the setting said I had at that time, but cursing was definitely one of them. And uh, so I went outside and said a curse word, and immediately a conviction fell on me that as a child of God, I am to no longer talk like that. And so I was, from that moment on, very sensitive about my speech. And uh, not that I didn't fail at times, but I immediately repented of it. And and, and uh, I've told some people, looking back on it, three things took place in my life. was uh, First of all, after my conversion, I had an immediate 
awareness of God in my life. He is now in my life. And then I had a sensitivity to sin. Not that I didn't sin, but I mean, it bothered me when I did. Right. And then uh, the third thing is I had an incredible desire to do right. I just wanted to do right and to live right. And so now, you know, I, I was eight and had a lot of growing to do. I'm 54 now and have a lot more growing to do. But um, I was always sensitive to that and wanting to follow the Lord. I remember rededicating my life to the Lord at 12. And uh, and uh, and even around 12 and after I first was saved, I remember having this urgency to go out and tell other people about it. And I remember telling some of my classmates about it, and they just looked at me like they didn't know what I was talking about. And they, even then I remember thinking, you know, uh, I maybe maybe they've grown up different than me, but the church I I, I grew up in, I, my preacher who was just uh, like a second father, he uh, he emphasized Christ, and so I grew up by the grace of God, knowing that this all everything is about Christ, mm-hmm. Him alone, and uh, everything goes to the cross. And uh, Doctor Blair, who you remember at Union, uh, a friend of mine told me recently that Dr. Blair told him, he said, the further we get away from the cross, the more trouble we get into in our thinking and in our preaching. And so I, I'm very cross-centered. And whenever I was uh, 19 and 20, I kind of got into a backslidden state, but felt bad. I knew I, you know, I was not happy about it. And uh, at 21, started reading my Bible on a regular basis every day. And then uh, uh, every time the church doors were open and that I was able to be there, I was going. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I was 22, I was went through a stretch of being miserable. I, I was Sunday school uh, training union director at the church, or discipleship training director at the church. And then uh, I would have to give a little speech, a devotional, before we went back to our classes. And so uh, I started doing that. And my grandmother said to me one day, she said, uh, you know, I think God's calling you to preach. And I said, well, it made me so mad. What were you um, doing in terms of your making a living? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked, uh, had a good job in Dyersburg. I was working in a factory, but it was a good paying job. And, uh, you know, I pretty had a, had a pretty good, pretty much easy life of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, when she said that, it kind of agitated me because I wanted to be a man of God. I wanted to follow God and be a dedicated Christian, but I did not want to preach or be a pastor. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I went through there and, um, this, uh, that summer kind of unhappy, but other people saw this that the Lord was dealing with me about being a preacher. And then uh, I even uh, tried to negotiate one time with God. I went up and said I'd be a youth minister and thinking that, well, you know, well, maybe that'll make him happy and we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> I'll meet him in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, God doesn't meet you in the middle. Because <laughs> <his eyes. laughs> I didn't get any peace. By <laughs> so so I, I still kept searching. And this is, this is not what I advise people to do today, but God meets you where you're at, and he knows where you're at. I got my Bible out one day, and I said, Lord, if you're calling me to preach, I'm going to open this Bible up. But the word preach is on the page. Then I'm going to, uh, I'm assuming you're talking to me. Now, it's going to tickle some. It's going to tickle you. But I opened it up to 2 Timothy 4, 4-2, uh, preach the word. Wow. And Opened it right up to that, and on top of the page said, preach the word. And this is what I thought, two out of three. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but it didn't work that way. I, I, I still, you know, wasn't sure. But then one Sunday, I said, I'm going up today. I'm surrendering my life to preach. And I'm surrendering my life to the pastoral ministry. 
if if that's what God wants for me, I'll have peace about it. If it's not, then he's going to leave me something else. I went up and surrendered, and at that very instant, I had an immediate peace. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've loved it ever since. I just can't think of living without preaching the Bible. And so then that's when I went to union. I hated education before. All of a sudden, loved it. And I right. uh, asked the Lord to help me to remember what I read and studied. And um, What I did he answer union. that? I mean, you Chip, <laughs> to me, you're like a walking encyclopedia. You know, everything seems like everything you've read, you can bring back up to mind. It's amazing to me as we've talked through the years how in our conversations you will just pepper it with all these illustrations from all these books and biographies and everything you've read. It's amazing. Well, that's the Lord. That's yeah. the Lord's work, and I thank Him for it. And I do forget some stuff, but a lot of times I remember where I found it, found it at, and I go hunt it up. And mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. and so, I'm glad actually I get a chance to use it on occasion because it'd just be a. Uh, uh, cramming in my brain if I couldn't get rid of some of that, you know, share some of that. And so, uh, like Sherlock Holmes' uh, character said, uh, everybody's brain is like an attic. If you just throw everything into it, uh, you don't know what to find when you need it. And But if you concentrate on what you're supposed to be concentrating on, you can always retrieve it when you need it. But I trust the Holy Spirit with that. If we put Bible in our mind, he'll bring it back when we That's need it. That's right. Amen. That's good. So, but anyway, it's been since... Since then, I've been pastoring, of course, and um, uh, went to Union, graduated. And I'm like you, Brett. We both talked about this after leaving Union. We love Union so much, we even considered doing a master's degree there just to stay. <laughs> yeah, it was a great experience. <laughs> then went to Basin, of course, and then I've been pastoring since. And I've been at the church I'm at now almost 23 years. Come on! Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this interview with Chip Davis as he has shared with us his story. Join us again next week for more conversation with Chip where he talks about trusting the guidance of God in your life. Mistaken and he is too good to be unkind. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.